Good morning. Welcome to all of you. We are so glad that you are here with us. We hope that you were able to navigate this new format fairly easily. Much thanks to Sarah Lloyd and Jesus Garcia, who worked hard to set up our live streaming for this morning on a very limited time frame. A couple of notes about this format and this service. The hymns will be displayed as we go through the service on the screen, so you'll be able to follow along with hymnody there. The bulletin is available on the website and on our Facebook page in a PDF format for you to follow along with. We will do most of the content in this service. However, we will be skipping communion. So we'll go directly from the Lord's Prayer, or sorry, from the prayers of intercession to the Lord's Prayer, through the offering, and then to the benediction and the end of the service. There is still an opportunity to give an offering. You can utilize the website, and there's a link directly there on the website. You can also mail in your checks and envelopes. Remember, if you want to designate your offering for the Lenten offering, you can note that your gift is for water to thrive. You can do that in the line, the memo line of a check, but you can also do it. There's a notes option if you give online. If you'd like to give some to the general budget and some to water to thrive, just notate that as well in that optional note line, and we will make sure that those resources are directed appropriately. Please look at the website, Constant Contact, and Facebook for updates regarding next Sunday's worship. We will keep you posted on what that format will be. In the meantime, all other activities at church are canceled or postponed for the time being. Pastoral care will continue throughout this time. If you are in need of a pastoral visit, please contact the church office or one of our pastors. The church office is going to be meeting tomorrow to talk about office coverage. The office will likely still be staffed, but the staffing may be reduced. Stay tuned for updates on that as well. I'm excited to announce that we have hired Jeff Hammock as our next uh, organist and accompanist here at Christ Lutheran. You may remember him from last spring summer when he was with us for a period of time. He comes to us with a wealth of talent and a strong history of church musicianship. We are grateful to have him. We are still determining his official start date, but we will keep you posted on that. In the meantime, much thanks to William Ross, who is right over here. You can't see him. He's off camera. But we are so grateful to him for serving us during this interim time. His phenomenal talent is matched by his kind heart and his willing spirit. And we have been so blessed to have him with us in these recent weeks. If you have any questions, concerns, feel free to reach me or Pastor H by phone or email. We are available to you and here and willing. With all of that said, I invite you to turn your hearts and minds to confession and forgiveness as we continue our service. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, who forgives all our sin, whose mercy endures forever. Amen. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the help of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit that we may confess our sin, receive your forgiveness, 
and grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. God, who is rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead in sin and made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Almighty God, strengthen you with power through the Holy Spirit that Christ may live in your hearts through faith. Amen. Thanks be to God.
The grace of our Lord Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Let us pray. Living God, in you we encounter love and forgiveness. Open our hearts and minds and souls that your healing waters of never-ending grace may flow into and over us. In your name we pray. Amen. A reading from the book of Exodus, the 17th chapter. From the wilderness of sin, the whole congregation of the Israelites journeyed by stages as the Lord commanded. They camped at Rephidim, but there was no water for the people to drink. The people quarreled with Moses and said, Give us water to drink. And Moses said to them, Why do you quarrel with me? Why do you test the Lord? But the people thirsted there for water. And the people complained against Moses and said, Why did you bring us out of Egypt, to kill us and our children and our livestock with thirst? So Moses cried out to the Lord, What shall I do with this people? They are almost ready to stone me. The Lord said to Moses, Go on ahead of the people and take some of the elders of Israel with you. Take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile and go. I will be standing there in front of you on the rock at Horeb. Strike the rock, and water will come out of it, so that the people may drink. Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. He called the place Massah and Meribah, because the Israelites quarreled and tested the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? The word of the Lord. Paul Carey Jowers, Director of Faith Formation at Christ Lutheran Church for Children's Time. Well, good morning. And this morning we're actually doing Children's Time a little bit different. I bet many of our children are still in their PJs and might even be eating breakfast at this time. But in Sunday school this morning, our lesson was on women at the well. So I encourage our families to take the Spark Bible and open it up to 420 and read it later with their children. When you're visiting a friend, a friend will ask you, 
what would you like to drink when you come to their house? And you usually say, yes, I would. And then they say, what would you like? Well, and then usually you say, what would you say, Luke, do you think? A Coke? Yeah. So, yeah, usually you would say, I would like a Coke, or what do you have? And usually they would offer you a Coke, or fruit juice, or even water. So your answer probably depends on whether you're actually thirsty or just want something to drink. The number one choice that children mostly make is soda pop. Now I must admit that sodas taste pretty good, but if you want something that will satisfy your thirst and provide what your body needs, a soda wouldn't be the right choice, would it, Luke? Nope. Sodas are high in sugar and have a lot of calories that we just don't need. You might think that fruit juice would be a good choice, but surprisingly, they often contain as much sugar as a Coke. If you want a healthy choice, your healthy choice would be, what do you think? Milk. Milk? Yeah, for your bones. What's another drink that might be good? Water. And our Bible lesson today, Jesus teaches us the most important lesson about drinking water that we will ever learn. One day, Jesus was walking through a town in Samaria, and he was very hot and tired. Can you imagine that, Luke? Jesus was tired. So he sat beside sat down beside a well to rest. And a woman came to the well to get some water, and Jesus asked her if she would give him a drink. Well, the woman was very surprised that Jesus spoke to her because Jews usually didn't speak to Samaritans. She said to him, Why do you ask me for a drink, since you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan? And Jesus answered and said, If you knew who was asking for a drink, you would ask him for a drink, and he would give you living water. You don't even have anything to get your water in, the woman said. How can you give me living water? The woman asked. And then Jesus explained to her, Whoever drinks from the water from this well will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks water that I give them will never thirst again. Jesus wasn't talking about water. Was he, Luke? Do you think he was talking about water? No, maybe, maybe not. He was talking about the thirst for God. The Bible teaches us that we have a thirst in our heart for the living God, and that thirst is only satisfied by Jesus. So when we have Jesus in our heart, he will totally satisfy our thirst for God, and we will never thirst again. Let us pray. Dear God, we thank you for sending Jesus, the living water. We pray that each one here today will drink of that living water so that they will never thirst again. In Jesus' name we pray, and we all say amen. Thank you. Holy Gospel according to John, the fourth chapter. 
Glory to you, Lord. Jesus came to a Samaritan city called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob had given to his son, Joseph. Jacob's well was there. And Jesus, tired out by his journey, was sitting by the well. It was about noon. A Samaritan woman came to draw water. And Jesus said to her, give me a drink. His disciples had gone to the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, how is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? Jews do not share things in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have no bucket, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our ancestor Jacob who gave us the well? And with his sons and his flocks, drank from it? Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But those who drink of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty. The water that I will give will become in them a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may never be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come back. The woman answered, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You are right in saying I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you say that the place where the people must worship is in Jerusalem. And Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father seeks such as these to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will proclaim all things to us. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one who is speaking to you. Just then his disciples came. They were astonished that he was speaking with a woman. But no one said, what do you want or why are you speaking with her? Then the woman left her water jar and went back to the city. 
She said to the people, Come and see a man who told me everything I have ever done. He cannot be the Messiah, can he? They left the city and were on their way to him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. So the disciples said to one another, Surely no one has brought him anything to eat. And Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to complete his work. Do you not say four months more, then comes the harvest? But I tell you, look around you and see how the fields are ripe for harvesting. The reaper is already receiving wages and is gathering fruit for eternal life so that the sower and reaper may rejoice together. For here this saying holds true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you did not labor. Others have labored and you have entered into their labor. Many Samaritans from that city believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I have ever done. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. And many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, It is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves. And we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, what a strange time we are gathering in this morning. Journeying through something entirely new and different, where so little is known and so much more is unknown. We feel our anxieties on the rise, our concerns for our loved ones grow, our concerns for all in our city, region, country, and even the world grow, and we pray. We pray that there will be enough resources, enough hospital beds, enough breathing machines, enough IV fluids, we pray that doctors and nurses will be brave. We pray that they will remain well. We pray that public health decisions will be bold. We pray that we will get through it all together. It all feels so overwhelming. And in the midst of it, we find ourselves thirsting for that living water that Jesus says he will provide. Thirstier for that water than we have ever been before. Sir, give me this water so that I may never be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water, the Samaritan woman says to Jesus this morning. I have always remembered that woman saying that she didn't want to have to be thirsty again. But this week, what I took note of was that she mentioned not wanting to have to go back and forth from the village to the well, on the well back to the village, in order to fetch the water. And it made me wonder, how long did it take her each day to get from the village to the well and back again? And it made me wonder, 
whether she had to do this multiple times a day. I hadn't really paid attention to that detail before, but this week I did. And I did it because of the temple talk we heard last week regarding our Lenten offering partnership with Water to Thrive. Closer access to water means everything for folks in Africa. Because for many women and girls, the average time that they spend fetching water each day, walking to get it and returning, is four to six hours. And usually they're fetching unclean water at that. What this translates into is no time for girls to go to school. And if it's the women going to get the water, it means no additional time for them to work, begin to ply a trade. It means no additional income for the family, no additional education for the girls, which means further hardships and an inability to rise out of poverty. So by eliminating the thing that is getting in the way, namely too much time seeking out and gathering water, by providing closer, clean water sources through wells, our gifts to Water to Thrive are literally offering living water. That same living water that Jesus speaks of today. Water which enables new life, which will continue on for desperate people in need. It truly is God's work with our hands in that partnership we have with Water to Thrive to provide living water for all God's children. For the Samaritan woman, there were other obstacles getting in the way of her receiving living water. When Jesus asks her to bring her husband, she answers saying, I have no husband. Well, Jesus then recites her history back to her telling her that he knows that she's had five husbands and that the man she is with now is not her husband. And scholars over the years have made much of this, slapping the Samaritan, with la- Samaritan woman with labels that I'd care not to repeat. But the reality is likely far more complicated than that. Perhaps touching on divorce, perhaps touching on death. In any case, It's a painful history for her. And it's gotten in the way for the Samaritan woman. She doesn't feel worthy. She dwells on the hurt she has caused and the hurt that has been caused to her, and she can't move past it. It's become part of her core identity. And in this way, she is constantly thirsty. But when Jesus names her history and claims her fully anyway, she sees in that moment new life bubbling up out of a dry and a parched ground. Because of our Savior's words to her, no longer will her past and its hurt be a barrier. She will drink the water that Jesus offers, and it will sustain her forevermore. By eliminating the thing that is getting in the way, namely her shame and lack of self worth, Jesus' gifts of grace, forgiveness, understanding, and unconditional love offer the woman living water, water which enables new life that will be sustained for the person in need of it. 
So many things get in the way of us coming to God. Usually in our first world situation, it is stuff that we allow to be there, stuff we allow to get in the way of us coming to God. Our pride, our envy, our anger, or like the Samaritan woman, our lack of self-worth, our dwelling on things of the past, our inability to move forward. However, in recent days, we are realizing that we may face challenges that we have not had to face before. Folks right here in San Antonio, you and I might direly need access to things like water or toilet paper or soap or antibacterial solutions or IV fluids or breathing machines in ways that we haven't needed them before. And so in this moment, we have the ability to do God's work just like we're doing with our partnership with Water to Thrive in Africa by caring for our brothers and sisters in this hour, by not hoarding, by staying calm, by respecting healthy distances and only going out when necessary, by continuing to do ministry with vulnerable populations when it's safe and feasible. In these ways, we can do God's work with our hands, even in this moment. Many might at first think that our online worship services are an impediment to us receiving Christ's living water. But I would argue that even in this new and strange format, we still have access to all the good gifts that God's grace provides. We can still share in Jesus' forgiveness, acceptance, and unconditional love, We can still hear the word proclaimed together. We can still find community, comfort, hope, and faith. We can rest assured that we are doing everything we can to stop the unnecessary exposure to the virus, which will enable as many folks as possible to remain healthy, helping preserve medical resources for those who will need them, and keeping us able-bodied to serve as we can when we are called upon to do so, for those in dire need. There are so many things that we allow to get in the way of God's love for us. But God never allows those things to have the final word. Just as Jesus came to the woman at the well and would not allow her self-loathing and her lack of self-worth get in the way of God's love, just the same for us. Even better, God never allows anything to get in the way of God's love for us. God instead always offers living water, a water which satisfies all of our thirsting for God. Our dear Luther revolutionized daily spiritual practice in his day by suggesting that there was no intermediary necessary to commune with God. That simply by opening scriptures and reading the word of God, one could receive all of God's promises, the grace and the love of God embodied there in scripture. And Luther went further to say that God was ever present in our lives, no matter how mundane and rudimentary those tasks that we were doing in our daily lives were, God was there in the midst of those just as much as God was there in the convents and in the monasteries and in all the holy and religious practices. I'm reminded of this and comforted by it, this teaching from our dear Luther. 
because it means that God is with us, even now, even in the midst of all of this, even in the midst of cancellations and travel advisories and testing protocols. God is with us in the midst of streaming worship and donating blood to those who need it and bringing groceries to an elderly neighbor who can't risk getting out. So feel God's presence with you now. Remember God's presence walking with you as you journey through the days and weeks ahead. Know that God is there, that God will never leave you or forsake you. For Jesus says to you, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but those who drink of the water that I give will never be thirsty. The water that I give will become in them a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. Amen.
Let us confess our faith as we use the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us join in our prayers of intercession. Gracious God, we pray that you would assuage the fears of all persons who now confront threats to public health. Grant wisdom and requisite skills to those who provide care worldwide. Equip our national leaders with the necessary information and discernment to direct our days in such a way as to protect and bring healing to all, especially to the most vulnerable. Hear us, O God. God of living water, send your church beyond boundaries to proclaim your grace. May its witness be a source of refreshment for thirsty souls. Strengthen our voices that all people can know and believe that Jesus is truly the Savior of the world. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. God of living water, protect from pollution or misuse all rivers, lakes, oceans, and streams. Bless the work of those who dig wells and those who advocate for access to clean water, that all people and animals have enough to drink. Hear us, O God, your mercy is great. God of living water, open the hearts of leaders and authorities, that they may hear the cries of the suffering and act with compassion toward them. Bring peace to disputed lands and reconciliation to people divided by race, culture, or nationality. Hear us, O God, your mercy is great. God of living water, mend the hearts of those who grieve broken relationships, whether by conflict, abuse, divorce, or death. Draw near to all who are ill. Assure those questioning your presence in the midst of doubt or suffering. Hear us, O God, your mercy is great. God of living water, renew us in the promise of baptism. Join us together in worship, fellowship, and sharing your good news. Embolden us to serve others and to work for justice and peace. Hear us, O God, your mercy is great. We pray for those who are suffering in any way this day, especially Ava DeFriest, Les Robbins, Libby Perez, David Larson, Jane Lang, Dan Long, Russell Williams, Chandra Singh, Bernie Rice, Janie Randazzo, Robert Bastian, and Dennis Fortezane. Hear us, O God, your mercy is great. According to your steadfast love, O God, hear these in all our prayers as we commend them to you through Christ our Lord, who taught us to pray as we join as you have taught us, our Father who art in heaven. 
hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. This is a time for the gathering of our tithes and offerings.
Let us pray. God of grace, here at this table we have encountered you in the living word of Christ, refreshed through the word and the living water. May we go from this place to water bearers to a dry and parched world, knowing that the God of love and hope goes before us and is with us always. Amen. May the God of steadfastness and encouragement grant you to live in harmony with one another in accordance with Jesus Christ. Amen. The God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. May the God of all grace bless you now and forever. Amen. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God.